0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1, T, and 5 for the evening of Friday, March 26th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. Alabama AD Greg Byrne tells the Tuscaloosa News that he will not be a candidate for the Pac-12 commissioner opening. Byrne said, quote, it's certainly flattering to be mentioned for such a prestigious position. Regina and I grew up in the Pac-12 footprint and have many friends and fond memories out there. However, the University of Alabama has become our home and it is an honor to work here with our incredible student-athletes, coaches, staff, university, and fans. We have a lot of positive momentum across our department. This is where we hope to finish our career and do all we can to make a positive impact. I will not be a candidate for the Pac-12 commissioner. Outgoing Oregon State and former LSU President F. King Alexander reflects on the moment he was informed by the LSU Board of Supervisors that he had to fire then-AD Joe Oliva because the board had already hired a replacement in current Tigers boss Scott Woodward. The conversation happened at Juban's Restaurant on Perkins Road. Alexander said, quote, "...they had already hired a guy I had never interviewed, a guy I had never met. They had already negotiated a salary." He wrote down the numbers on a cocktail napkin and said, this is what we're paying our new athletic director. Then board chairman James Williams disputes this version, insisting the moment was designed to give Alexander the, quote, opportunity to change things due to fan unrest about Oliva's tenure. Nevertheless, Alexander and LSU general counsel met with Oliva the next day. Alexander said, quote, it was kind of a Monday night massacre. I said, we've hired a new AD and it's a good old boy from Baton Rouge. That's when I knew I needed to get out of there. That's when I started looking the board wanted to run everything. In her testimony to the Louisiana Senate Select Committee on Women and Children, 74-year-old part-time Mercedes-Benz Superdome security guard Gloria Scott accused LSU head football coach Ed Orgeron of lying to investigators about her December 2017 complaint against former student-athlete Darius Geis. According to Scott, Geis harassed her while she was at her post outside Elevator 8 in Bunker G, making sexually explicit comments and inappropriate gestures. Scott claims she reported the incident directly to football assistant coach Sharon Lewis and Orgeron, suggesting Geist sit out the upcoming Citrus Bowl, but was ultimately informed the department would not take disciplinary action against him. The incident was reported to Senior Associate AD Miriam Sager and Deputy AD Virge Osberry, but was never reported to the Title IX coordinator until Scott called the Student Accountability Office directly. Orgeron denies speaking with Scott directly. Scott said, quote, Coach O is telling a lie. He's not telling the truth. I don't have no reason to lie. I know who I was talking to. He knows he talked to me. Despite affirming the conference's commitment to ESPN and the ACC network, ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips will rely on creative solutions to address the league's media and revenue challenges. Phillips said, quote, You have to see what types of things can be done in order to generate additional revenue, both television and then ancillary-wise. Maybe it's taking our product to different places, maybe it's creating events, maybe it's scheduling differently with the schools that we have right now. So there's not one direct path forward from a revenue standpoint, I think there's multiple ways. Opportunities such as playing games internationally, expanding league schedules, creating cross-conference events like the ACC Big Ten Challenge, bringing the conference basketball tournament to Atlanta, and revisiting the two-division structure in football are all on the table. Of the potential for Notre Dame to join the conference, Phillips said, quote, "...it's not a simple formula, and at the heart of it is Notre Dame's very steadfast commitment towards being an independent, and that's something that's been in the fabric of the place from its very existence." Budgets for the 2019 men's basketball and women's basketball tournaments reveal a $13.5 million gap between the events, according to figures provided by the NCAA. The NCAA budgeted $28 million for the 68-team, 67-game tournament, which had a net outcome of $865 million on the men's side. The 63-game women's tournament, on the other hand, had a $14.5 million budget, with games played on college campuses and saw a $2.8 million loss, the largest loss of any other NCAA championship competition. According to the association, $4.4 million of the budget difference between the events was due to cost savings from travel for the women in the first and second rounds, while the women's Final Four required less build-out compared to the $1.6 million budgeted to prepare a football stadium to host the men's Final Four. NCAA CFO Kathleen McNeely said, quote, the men's tournament is just a larger tournament, 690,000 fans compared to 275,000 in 2019. That's kind of a difference is going to bring in a lot of little costs that are going to drive the difference. Michigan men's hockey is the latest team out of the NCAA tournament, following positive tests among tier one personnel. And Mississippi has become the seventh state to pass an NIL bill through its state legislator, according to Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger. The bill now goes to Governor Tate Reeves and would go into effect on July 1st. That's your D1, T, and 5 for the evening of Friday, March 26th. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here on Monday Morning.